and welcome to this Bucket List Gamers podcast. Bit of a strange one this week as Eddie is not very well, so he won't be joining me. I am not going to be doing an episode on my own though because I'm not ready for that kind of responsibility. So what we have for you today is an episode we recorded about a month ago now which we had planned to put out as downloadable content on Patreon but we never got around to editing it fully together. As a result, quite a bit of it is now out of date because we will be talking about games that are due to be released or have now actually been released. So there are still a few on there that aren't out yet. There are quite a few on there that now have been released, so our views may be slightly outdated. But yeah, hope you enjoy this one and we will hopefully be back next week for a normal episode. Hello and welcome to the Bucket List Gamers DLC. I am Jay and I'm once again joined by Eddie. Hello. And this isn't going to be a long one, I wouldn't have thought, but we were going to incorporate this into the last episode we've just recorded and we ran out of time massively. But because we'd prepared it, we thought, why let it go to waste? So we're going to talk about the upcoming releases from now, which is the 5th of October until Christmas. Across all platforms, uh, we'll just cherry pick a few out and discuss what we think of them, whether we're looking forward to them, whether they look good or not, etc. So I'm going to go with one that is actually already out. So it came out today. <laughs> I'm starting as we mean to go on. So the game is called Bang on Balls Chronicles, <laughs> which I'm going to guess you've not heard of. No, weird that. <laughs> so it's a... Right, what kind of game would you think it was if you heard that name? I would expect it to be some sort of very odd interpretation of like volleyball or something along those lines. It is a collectathon platformer. Of course it is. <laughs> where everything in it is a ball. So the main <laughs> characters are ball, all the other characters are balls, there's little sheep that are balls. There's little balls that are skulls, there's little balls wearing armour, there's little pirate balls. It's essentially a lot of balls. <laughs> is this not just Katamari Damacy? No, so you don't roll around and, and get shit to stick to you. You uh, you just... It is, I mean, the review that I've just pulled up here from Game Grin, they say, Bang on Balls Chronicles is a true return to classic collectathons. There is just too much to do. Complete the quests, get cosmetics, gather collectibles, get cosmetics, destroy the world, get cosmetics, and then look good while doing it too. And and I thought, when I saw the name of it, I was like, this is going to be shovelware of the grandest nature that no one is interested <laughs> in playing. It actually looks brilliant. Looking at the videos of it and, and the uh, the stills and that kind of thing, it's essentially Banjo-Kazooie, but everything is a ball. <laughs> uh, and it starts off in a like a, a movie studio where you jump into different time periods and different film types. So yeah, it, it looks really good. It, it's I believe it's out already on Steam and it's coming out on Xbox soon. Let me just see if I can find out. Yeah, I've just looked at the Google user description of it and it summarises the game as... An absolutely content-loaded, goofy, destructible open-world sandbox adventure with combat platforming, character customization, collectathon scavenging, hunting experience that you can play solo or in co-op. That is a lot of adjectives <laughs> to throw into one sentence. Xbox Tavern gives it an 8, and they've said the positives are that there's large levels packed with things to do, 
and the physics destruction is cool, so it must have a physics destruction engine in there. The bad points can be a bit chaotic at times, but then you're talking about a game where everything's a ball, so sort of a, a given. And the co-op has technical glitches, but yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, and it's probably a game I would never even have thought to look at, but now I've seen it on here, I might <laughs> actually pick it up. I'm going to check to see. It, it sounds like exactly the kind of game that would go on Game Pass. So I'm going to have a look and see if it's on Game Pass. I haven't seen it in the upcoming ones. The main story takes about three hours to do. So it's not a long game either. According to Google anyway, which could be a load of rubbish. But I assume that is the bare minimum start to finish rather than if you're going to go and collect literally everything you can find. So yeah, Bang on Balls Chronicles. There's a <laughs> one for people to look into. It it looks quite good. Let us know on Facebook if you uh, if you've been banging on your balls and, and if it's any good. <laughs> word of word of advice for people out there: don't bang on your balls. It's not going to end well. <laughs> well, some people are into that. I've seen videos. <laughs> well. Moving swiftly on, October 6th, so tomorrow, so probably already out by the time you hear this, Detective Pikachu Returns, which we've briefly covered on our Nintendo Direct episode. Mine's been dispatched, I've bought it purely because it comes with a pin badge, I've not that much interest in the game, I'm more interested in the free pin badge, but it it should be alright, it's a, it's a Pokemon game, they're not usually bad are they, even the spin-offs. And it looks nice. I'd, I've never played the first one, so I'm hoping you don't need to have played the first one. I I think, from what I've read, it is a direct sequel to the first one. However, if you've seen the movie, the movie is pretty much, aside from the Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu, uh, and Pikachu has had his consciousness implanted into him, hence why he can talk, is just... That's an add-on for the film to give it some sort of closure. Right. Okay. So up I've until that point, so where Mewtwo at the end Spoilers. makes everyone come back out of that revert to human form. <laughs> I'm basically. so glad. I'm so glad you said that sentence quickly. Then <laughs> come back out of their Pokemon <laughs> forms <laughs> and revert to human. Basically, is pretty much where the the ga- the original game ends so you solve the si- the problem in Rhyme City uh, but you still don't find your dad right and i believe this is a continuation directly from that point i'm sure it'll give a little this is what happened in the previous game update won't it so i should be yeah. fine with it and if not i'll have to find a copy of the first one and dig my 3ds xl out i suppose it has surprised me that with this release they haven't done a cheeky oh here's a here's a 30 quid port of the old yeah. game as well or stuck it on the virtual console or yeah. I suppose if it's a DS game it's the functionality of the touchscreen isn't it that's probably going to be holding them back I presume it had some sort of touchscreen especially being a detective game you probably had to dust for prints or something yeah inane like that on the touchscreen so it, it it's not an easily portable one but yeah that we'll see how it goes i'll probably talk about it in an episode coming up once i've got to grips with it and had a little play around with it it looks all right i i do like pikachu so the fact that i'll be controlling him i assume i'm controlling him is a plus point so yeah that's that's an interesting one 
pin badges were from the only people I've seen doing them were the game collection. It was for pre-orders only, but if it's anything like previous ones, if they've got any stock left, they'll keep including the pin badge with it until they run out. So if anyone wants that, get yourself over to the game collection quickly and see if they've got any left. Next up, on the 10th of October, we've got Forza Motorsport. I'm not a huge racing fan. I don't think you are either. But if there are any racing games I would play these days, it would be Mario Kart, Burnout, and probably Forza, just because I like the collectathon aspect of it. Yeah, it's it's definitely not one for me. The actual driving bits are a means to an end for me. I just prefer the upgrading and, and getting new cars bit. So, yeah, not a lot to say on that one. I know people who love racing games will be all over that clamouring for it. One of my friends at work, his son's really into cars and he can't wait for that to come out. And he says he knows he's going to sink hours into it when it when it does. So it's one of those, if it's your thing, that's the big release this year, I suppose. Next up, so this one, again, knew nothing about. We, we watched a little video of it before we started recording earlier on. It's called Haunted House and it's coming out for everything. <laughs> it's coming out on... PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, Switch, and VCS. I don't even know what VCS is. Um, I will... Anyway, carry on describing the game. (laughs) I will look up what VCS is. So this comes out on October the 12th, and it is a... It's a roguelike. I don't know how to describe it, to be honest. You essentially play as a... One of the characters going around a haunted house fighting off ghosts and poltergeists and things jump out of the picture frames at you and and that kind of thing. So it's made by Atari and yeah, it's classed as a pace homage to the original survival horror adventure. So I don't know if Haunted House was a game from Yonks ago by Atari and this is a reimagining maybe. That rings a bell to be fair, because I know Atari have released some... Well, they're one of the oldest games companies because basically they were... They've renamed themselves so many times over the years, really. Yeah, it does ring a bell. The description here from a website called Jimatsu. Through procedurally generated room layout, shifting walls, unpredictable enemy placements and unique ghostly encounters, the character Lin must creep, sneak and dash her way through hordes of ghouls and eerie ectoplasms in order to locate her friends and uncle. Each urn shard is fiercely guarded by a bone-chilling boss with 3D isometric stealth gameplay. Lynn must think on her feet and conquer each challenge. When she gets knocked out by a shadowy spectre, she wakes up back at the haunted house's entrance and must face an entirely new floor layout and enemy placement, ensuring each run is unique. So it's your standard roguelite, roguelite in that you... I think you do keep progression to some extent, so it completely regenerates it every time you die, but I think there are rolling stats, which I thought made it a roguelike, not a roguelite, but I could be wrong. I thought that was what yeah. the defini- the distinction was. I thought roguelite was it just chucked you back in and you'd never got any improvement, you just kept playing. But that's not what they're describing it as here, so I'm not sure. You get unlockable characters, There's a there's a load of Atari Easter eggs in there, Oh, yeah, based on the original Haunted House and other classic favourites from Atari. So if you're a big Atari fan, there's going to be stuff in this for you. Watched a video of it, and it didn't look as good as I imagined it was going to be when I heard the description. 
It looked a bit clunky. It it didn't look as pretty as I expected it to. I was thinking it was going to be along the lines of Enter the Gungeon and that kind of thing. And this doesn't look like it's of the same quality as those. I could be wrong because I've obviously not played it. But I also don't like this idea that it's a stealth game either. Because <laughs> I do not do well with stealth. And that's that's how it works. But yeah, it says here... Lynn must collect gems to power up the skills and perks that make her that much stronger during the next trip through. So you do get progression. So as far as I'm aware, it's a roguelike and not a roguelite. But I I could be way off on those descriptions and it doesn't really matter, I suppose. If it's on Game Pass, I'll play it. But if it isn't on Game Pass, I can't see me dropping any money on this. Uh, Yeah, the original one came out in 1982. Is that what you've found out? Yeah, pretty much. And the Atari VCS is a 2021 console by Atari. Oh, and it Jesus. looks... It is based on the... It looks like a Atari 800 hardware with oh, a with yeah. a new sort of Xbox-style pad and a joystick controller. But yeah, it was... Re- it, was it had sort of like a um, crowdfunder for it back in 2020 that obviously went pear-shaped due to covid and then they released it in 2021 in june um and it's restricted to the us and canada and could only be ordered directly from the atari vcs store me to tears i've just seen how much it is as well 300 dollars for a console that barely has any games and it is it runs off linux so it's oh, not even Jesus. a massively good operating system. I mean, if you want to waste some money, that's a very good way to waste some money. You can get a Lego Atari for two hundred and nine ninety nine, and I bet you'd have more fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably play more games. Probably. <laughs> but there uh... you go. That is Haunted House. Might be worth a look if it's free, but by the way Atari work, I can't. Although I don't know, they have put stuff on, I think they've put stuff on Game Pass before. So it's a possibility, but again, it's not one I've seen popping up. Usually Xbox are quite good at telling you what's coming soon, aren't they? So, and, and they've not mentioned that one. So yeah, not sure on that one. Next up, and this is a bizarre choice of release date. So we were saying that it's an odd one that they're releasing, what was it, in the Nintendo Direct? Luigi's Luigi's Mansion Mansion. in the middle of summer. Conversely, (laughs) on October the 13th, we're getting The Grinch Christmas Adventures. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't wait till December, lads, when, when people probably want that game. Release it in October and give people plenty of time to get it. I mean, it doesn't look terrible, the the last Grinch game that I've I saw come out was the PS One I think and that was a horrific game. This one is like a side scrolling platformer by the look of it, and it doesn't look too bad. It's from what I can tell based on the animated version of the Grinch that came out a couple of years ago, uh, well yeah. probably four or five years ago now, and it's standard side scrolling platformer fare with the Grinch in it. It's not a full price release thirty five. You're looking at about 30 quid for the PS5 version, uh, 30 quid for the Switch version. So it's not a 50, 60 quid game, at least. But it's I can still imagine. Steep. I can imagine by the time it's Christmas, you'll be able to pick that up for a tenner as a stocking filler. 
Which is a shame because it does look on the videos like they've put a bit of effort into it. It doesn't look like the worst game ever. But just, yeah, it's who wants a Grinch game in October? It's just such a bizarre decision. I find it odd anyway when gaming companies decide to... They did it with um, Dead Rising, where they set their game at Christmas and you were in a shopping mall at Christmas and it was constant Christmas music. And I think even the zombies, you had like a Santa zombie that was obviously a mall Santa that had been bitten and turned and that Santa's elves and stuff like that. And it's a surefire way to immediately reduce the playability of your game because you're going to want to play it on Christmas Day through a haze of like Bailey's Irish cream and far too much food. And then after that, you're just going to get to the new year and you're going to be like, well, this is just depressing. I don't want to play this game anymore. And it just goes back into the library. It actually looks like we're getting it later. So it, okay. it, it appears that release date is probably an American release date and we're not getting it until the middle of November by the look of it, which is a little bit better, I suppose. But I suppose that is subject to change as well because this is just a, a release date that's on a website that's selling it. But the description of the game, have a great Grinchy time trying to steal Christmas in this festive platformer and help the Grinch's small heart grow a few sizes bigger along the way. Yeah, something about that. The Grinch, oh, it's a bloody stealth game again. <laughs> the Grinch has some wonderful awful ideas like a Santa suit for stealthy sneaking, a candy cane lasso to swing around, a speedy snowboard that can reach special race areas and more. And Grinch can throw snowballs to freeze any pesky creatures trying to get in his way. I mean, it's it's for kids, isn't it? it obviously. Yeah. But it it doesn't sound terrible, but I don't think it's 30 quid's worth either. Some kids will ask for it for Christmas, won't they? And it'll get stuffed in a stocking. Yeah. That's where it's going to get its sales from. But October just seems like a really early time to release it. And I appreciate the the fact that it's a physical disc release as well. Yeah, because yeah. It, is, it is rare to find those lower-end games, uh, in terms of pricing, come out on hard copies because it's usually just a case of it's dlc it's um downloadable only and i think like you say it's a nice stocking filler for kids um if you don't want to buy them or you can't afford to buy them a full price game then it's and it's something that they're into and they really like watching the grinch at christmas then it is something and i mean stuff like this always appeals to adults that is as long as it's got like a good natural uh difficulty curve adults will get the same kick out of it as well. So if it is something, say, for example, your partner's into and is obsessed with, like, the Grinch, it is one of those little jokey presents where if they're not particularly good at video gaming, you can just give it as a throwaway, oh, here you go, here's this little jokey Christmas present, and it's not, Jesus Christ, this joke has just cost me 70 quid. (laughs) Yeah. And it is, like you say, one of those that you probably unwrap on Christmas morning and then while the turkey's in the oven you might fire it up with your, your kid and, and sit and play it with them for a few hours and you both get a little bit out of it and it's one of those Christmas morning memories, I suppose. I think that's where they're going to... That's their target market, I would have thought. So next up, we've got on the uh, the 17th of October. So do you remember A Boy and His Blob? Yes. They are it's releasing... A- <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> it's actually on my bookshelf next to me. <laughs> they're releasing a retro collection. For PS5, PS4, and Switch. They're doing PC version as well, apparently, but that's going to come later. So, yeah, it, it's it got both 
NES and Game Boy games on it, and both the US and Japanese versions. So okay. you get a fair bit there for. I mean, I don't know what they're charging for it, but you, you, it's not just the game itself. You do get some variations. Um, Nintendo don't have a price listed for it at the minute on the Virtual Console. So you get Trouble on Blobolonia, which I think was the NES one, wasn't it? And then you get The Rescue of Princess Blobette, which I assume was the Game Boy one. Oh, well, there you go. You get a music player if you want to listen to the music. You can use save states, which is pretty nice for boy and his blob because you will die a lot in that game and you can put different filters and borders and all that jazz around it that they usually throw in on these old games so yeah depending on where that's priced that might be a bit of fun because it's a bit of an underappreciated game of boy and his blob isn't it it it's quite it's infuriating in places don't get me wrong and some of it is ridiculous logic to try and figure out what is what because the basis is, for anyone who's not played it, you've got a little blob following you around and you feed him different jelly beans and he does different things. So you feed him a certain flavour and he turns into a hole in the floor that you can drop through or he'll turn into a ladder so you can climb up somewhere or he'll turn into a balloon or bubble gum. And there's loads of stuff that he can transform into, isn't there, depending on what flavoured jelly bean. And part of it is similar to Toe Jam and Earl figuring out what those different jelly beans do so that you can then use them later in the game. So there's a lot of exploration if you're not using a guide. So yeah, I mean, Metacritic have got it listed as it's going to cost $63.90, which sounds ridiculous. So I can't imagine that's true. I'd be thinking this would be pitched at, I mean, for a download, I'd say 20 quid max for the actual, because it's, what are they called that's making it? limited run games so it sounds like they're going to make a big deal of it and it's going to be like a collector's edition that you can only get for a certain amount of time so i can see the price being up there 40 50 quid maybe but if you're a fan of this game it's something that you're probably not going to get again i can't imagine it's ever going to get re-released after this and and as i say it's a bit of a, a cult following to it so might be one to look out for as an investment piece if nothing else get it stick yeah. it on your shelf for a few years and it, it could well appreciate in value that one how come you've got a copy of it is it a game that you're fond of i, I got it for the wii oh because it was one yeah. of those that it was it had quite a culty build-up to it and then it came out and it came out to no fanfare nobody bought it and i think it ended up in the the last six months of the wii's sort of lifespan and ended up in like bargain bins, still sealed for five quid, and mm. it's still sealed on the shelf. And I think it's probably still got the Game Station sticker on it. Um, that's how old it is. I picked it up because it was like, oh, it's five quid, and I've heard good things about it. So I just picked it up, and then the Wii died. Basically, it, it, it they stopped receiving support, and we moved on as we do with every sort of gaming generation. And yeah, it's just still sat there under Mad World. <laughs> See, I picked this one up for quite cheap. Uh, it's called The Outbound Ghost for Switch, still sealed. And I picked that up because there was some sort of commotion with the people who made it. I can't remember if they went bust or that something happened whereby that game's going to be quite difficult to get hold of very soon. And it was like 15 quid, I think I paid for it. And it's not meant to be too bad of a game, but there's this real speculation that it'll become like a bit of a grail for Switch 
collectors eventually. So I picked okay. a copy of that up for about 15 quid. So that's one potentially to look out for if you can still find it anywhere. There's a there's a video on YouTube explaining why it could well become a really rare game. If if you're a, a speculator and like to buy things with the intention of them potentially going up in value, that's one for you. I mean, I did the same with the Super Mario 3D World Collection or whatever it's called, and that's you can still buy that for less than I paid for it on release, so that's not panned out yet. But I think it's just starting to. I looked on eBay the other day, and just the cartridge is going for about 40 quid now. So I think that's going to start ramping up because they just stopped making it, didn't they, after yeah. after like three months. And, and I really want to open it and play um, Sunshine, but... I'm now. I wish I'd have bought two when it when it came out, but I didn't. <laughs> anyway, back to the list. We've got Sonic Superstars coming on uh, out on October seventeenth. One I'm really looking forward to, but I mean, there's not a lot we can say about that that everyone doesn't already know. It's looking like a return to form, a Sonic Mania esque return to form, but we'll see. I suppose there's multiple playable characters. There's a new gimmick in it, similar to the Wisps, I think, or whatever they were called in. Was it Sonic Colors, where you got the different coloured wisps? I think there's a gimmick yeah. of, of that proportion in there. So that should be a fun one. Again, though, I would have released it a bit later. I'd have got that in for Christmas, I think. Yeah. Rather than and this early. <laughs> Skull Island Rise of Kong is also coming out on October 17th. And the screenshots look horrific. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I'm assuming you're Googling it as we speak. I mean... Do you remember that Godzilla game that came out in 2018? Very vaguely. And it they designed it to look like the old kaiju movies, but unfortunately mm. they designed it to a degree where it, it looked like it was taking part on a cardboard set and it was a bloke in a Godzilla costume that was sort of lumbering around, roaring at things and having kaiju fights with other men in mascot costumes. And it, it just played like shit. And it looked awful. And they charged you... It it was PS4, I think. But it was still like a 40-quid game. And then rapidly went into the traditional seasonal sale on the PlayStation catalogue. And it was like, oh, it's it's down to £12. I'm not f***ing surprised it is, Sony. <laughs> You're looking at 35 quid for Skull Island Rise of Kong. So again, it's not a premium release. Experience the origins of the orphaned Kong as he metamorphosizes from a young Kong to the fully mature King of Skull Island. Unleash the combat fury of Kong to deal devastating combos to dominate the ferocious minions of Gore and tactically unleash rage mode to heighten the impact of your attacks. So it, from what I've seen, it looks like a... I mean, it is fully 3D, but it, the view looks isometric and it's... I don't want to say a roguelike, but it's got that vibe of you just run into a new area and a load of enemies run at you and you batter them and then you move on to the next area and and rinse and repeat. Uh, it's not doing anything for me. I mean, it no. doesn't look as bad as the last Kong game, that one for 360, based on the film with Jack Black in it, which was atrocious and crashed almost constantly, even like after they'd patched it. So I don't think it'll be as bad as that, but yeah. One... Wasn't that... Wasn't that the one that people only played because the platinum was like super Incredibly easy to easy. get? Yeah, you could like platinum it in about two minutes or something if you did the right things. 
I think it was you started the first level, turned it on, exited out of it, and then it gave you level select from the beginning. You then went to the last level and you could do sort of like section select within the chapter select. So you selected the last section of the last chapter, completed it, and it gave you every single trophy. It was like, oh, come on. And that was the only people reason people had it on their consoles, I think. 17th, we've also got Wizard with a Gun, which sounds interesting and looks interesting as well. The art style is really nice. Uh, it's an online cooperative sandbox survival game set in a magical wilderness. So I'm not immediately won over by the description, but if yeah. you just Google it and look at the art style, it looks beautiful. So I, it's a tempting one. It's going to be... The prices are listed as $24, so doesn't look like it's going to be a particularly expensive one either. And yeah, that looks a bit of fun. Oh, what's it look? It looks, from the um, from the graphic, it looks a bit like Steampunk Dig. The, yeah. Um, it looks like that sort of art style on exactly, it. Exactly, um, yeah. Like you say, beautiful art style. But I don't know whether it'll be for me. Carefully design weapons, bullets and furnishings for your tower home but try not to burn it all down as the magic you wield escalates beyond your control. Collect resources from the world and craft unique enchanted ammunition for your arsenal of guns. Combine elements for intended or surprising effects that alter the shot, blast radius, bullet trail, and even the status of the creature in your crosshairs. So it, it, it sounds all right, but again, I think it's one that is going to have to be on Game Pass for me to bother with it. Yeah. And it also sounds, again, sounds a lot like a game you would see on Game Pass. So a potential one there. Right, let's skip through a few. There's there's games that are popping up here that sound potentially like they might be all right. Gangs of Sherwood might be worth a look. There's a new Jackbox party pack coming out on October 19th, if you're into that kind of thing. Spider-Man 2 on October the 20th. That snuck up on us a bit. Didn't yeah. realise that was coming out so soon. There's one called World of Horror, and it's I'm sure I've seen people play this on YouTube already. So I'm wondering if it's just been... I think it might have been a Steam game initially, but it's like a Japanese manga cartoon uh, comic strip panel thing where you make decisions. So okay. it's all, do you want to go here or do you want to go here? Do you want to speak to this person or do you want to speak to that person? Dialogue-based, but it's really creepy horror and the visuals in it are really disturbing. It's all in black and white, barring a little bit of colour here and there. So yeah, that and it, it it's one of those that breaks the fourth wall and distorts the game as you're playing it if if you're getting affected by enemies and stuff like that. So I'm sure there's playthroughs out there on, on YouTube. So if that one interests you, go and have a look because it, it is um yeah, it came out in twenty twenty initially. So I don't know if this is like a re release or whether they're they've updated it or it's just Oh, and it's going was on Game it? Pass as well. Oh, well, give, definitely give that a go. Was it Game Pass for PC? So it's going on on the PC yeah. version of Game Pass. So I don't know. I don't know if that's. I get the one where you get everything. So I don't know what the tier levels are. But if you get the PC version, you can play that. And it is, yeah, it's a a creepy little one. What else have we got? Super Mario Wonder. We've talked about that at length. That's October twentieth. So again, not far away. I'm probably going to pre-order it. I think I've made the decision now. So maybe maybe we have a, a Super Mario Brothers Wonder Party on the twentieth and we can both play it. Cause it's two player, isn't it? So Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, as you previously mentioned, October twenty fourth. 
one to look out for. The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, which looks horrific again. We were looking at that before this. I don't think it'll be as bad as Gollum, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to be particularly good either. Not much could be worse than Gollum, in all fairness. There's a new Ghostbusters game coming out, but unfortunately it is just VR. October 26th. So if you've got a PSVR 2 or a Quest 2, you can play that one. Alan Wake 2 on October 27th. Uh, I've I've got Alan Wake 1. I've not got around to playing it yet, but I know it's it's meant to be a brilliant game. So that might be one to look out for. Did you ever play the other game by that developer? The name escapes Control. Came out a couple of years back. Rings a bell. I don't I don't recall it immediately. The name rings a bell. Yeah. It's set in the same universe tangentially, I think, anyway, because things keep getting possessed. And it's a bit like, you know, the SCP wiki, where it's like items have been possessed hmm. by sort of otherworldly entities and things like that. So that and like huge leviathans at the bottom of our oceans sort of thing and creepy enemies okay. that are a bit a bit like the weeping angels that can only move when you look at them. Oh yeah. Um and it's all set in that Alan Wake-ish mini universe thing and it's it, that was good. I really enjoyed Control and I really enjoyed the first Alan Wake. It didn't have a particularly good ending. Uh, the ending really pissed me off. It's took um, a long time to get a sequel out, hasn't it? We're looking at what yeah. like 15 years or something. It's it's been a while now. Yeah, and then they did Quantum Break. As well, mm. which was one of which was like um, an Xbox One exclusive. I think that was a release title for that. And they also the mocap and the accuracy with the actors that it represents is is really good. But they keep trying to do this thing where they try and shoehorn live action TV series alongside it. So if you want to get a really good understanding of the game you need to watch the TV series alongside it, and I don't get on with that sort of thing. I just put it all in one place. If if I want to then go and watch the series, I should be able to do that, but it, my understanding of the game should not be based solely off of having to watch the TV, your shitty TV series alongside it. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think I'll get two until I've played one, and by that point, it'll probably be a fiver or something. But I may do eventually. Uh, we've got UFC 5 coming out on October 27th, which normally I'd pick up, but 4 was no different to 3, and 3 wasn't much different to 2. So I'm I'm concerned that it'll be a... This is just more of the same. It will almost certainly give you 10 hours free on Game Pass, so I'll probably play that and see how I get on. I think with 4, I did the 10 hours free and completed the career mode in it and then just never played it again. They do an ultimate like an, a FIFA Ultimate Team thing where you put a stable of fighters together as well, which I think is the big draw for it these days, whereas for me, it was always career mode, so the 10 hours free usually does me all right. Going into November now, 2nd of November, Power Wash Simulator's getting a VR version. <laughs> so if you can't be bothered to go and Power Wash your actual property, you can do, <laughs> do it virtually on a console. <laughs> What's this? Robocop Rogue City on November yep. 2nd. Which doesn't look too bad uh, from the... Oh, no, wait. Yes, it does. 
the first picture I saw was a still from the film, and I thought, bloody hell, that looks good. But then I've just seen a still of the game, and it looks horrific. What is it with all these games that look terrible coming out? I mean, that looks like it's PS2 graphics. What is going on? I won't be getting that one. Let's skim past that. Jay in the editing room here. Just wanted to comment on this one a little bit more as I've now seen some gameplay of the Robocop game. And it actually looks pretty good. It doesn't look as bad as I expected it would be. The graphics are... Some of it looks great and some of it looks PS3-ish, I would say. So not the best graphics in the world, but the actual gameplay looks like a bit of silly fun. There's quite a lot of power behind all Robocop's weapons, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but does look like it would feel quite satisfying to use. And yeah, I don't think this is the worst game, to be fair. There's there's some weird physics going on with the bodies when they get killed and all that kind of thing. But I don't think this is that bad. I think I probably will pick it up and, uh, and check it out. We've got... Thirsty Suitors coming out on November 2nd, which sounds absolutely bizarre. God knows what Thirsty Suitors is, but it looks a bit weird, so I'm going to steer clear of it, because it it looks like it might be a dating sim, and I don't want to get entangled in that kind of thing. November 3rd, Jumanji Wild Adventures, which we watched a trailer for earlier on. I mean, if it's 20 quid, it might not be too bad. It looks like your standard co-op beat-em-up. Streets of Rage type thing, but in a 3D plane instead of a 2D plane. WarioWare Move It, November 3rd, which we've touched on already. Football Manager 2024 on November 6th. So if that's your kind of thing, that's when the new one of those is coming out. it, It got to the point for me with Football Manager, I was obsessed with it when I was younger. And it got to the point for me where there was no change in it at all. They were, they were adding things, like we said with FIFA or FC24 the other day, they, they were adding things for the sake of adding them and just making it more and more complicated. And they made it more realistic in that if you use the same tactic every week, other teams figure you out and then you just get beat no matter how good your players are. But I'm of the, the sort of gameplay mentality where I want to set a tactic up and just use it all season. So having to constantly change it was just like admin work for me. So I just I fell out of love with it a bit. But if that's your thing, that's when the new one's coming out. Probably be on Game Pass. I think the last one was. So you can always try it and, and see if you like it. New Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, November 10th. Not my cup of tea again, but I know it, it will sell absolutely ridiculously, won't it? So it, it's I've I've played the online bit. I enjoyed it in the past, but... I'm just rubbish at first-person shooters, so when against the computer, I'm fine. Against actual people, I just get destroyed, so it's not one for me. Hogwarts Legacy is coming to Switch on November 14th, for anyone who's not already played it. Um, worth getting, I think. Super Mario RPG Switch, November 17th, probably a better use of your money if you've got a Switch. And yeah, we, we get into December. There's not an awful lot being confirmed. The Arkham Trilogy for Switch, December 1st. Not a huge fan. It is in the PlayStation book, I believe, that we, we're we going to look at after the other one. And we've already potentially got a guest lined up to come and talk about those ones. Kingpin Reloaded, December 5th. Now, this is probably going to be the last one we look at, but this one uh, made us laugh a bit because <laughs> we had a look at it and... The reloaded bit, I don't get where they're coming from because it's described on Steam as an enhanced re-release of the classic Kingpin game. So Kingpin came out for PC years and years ago and it was a bit of a controversial one, wasn't it? Because it was really gory and 
the story is a, a revenge story where you almost torture people. And at the time, the graphics were sort of cutting edge and they looked quite nasty. There's people with all the face cut up and covered in scars and stitches in there and stuff like that. The video on Steam that shows you the old version and the new version side by side, they look identical. I mean, it's not the, the lighting's a little bit better, I think you spotted, didn't you? But other than yeah. that, they all, all the characters look like they've got a pair of tights pulled over their heads, as you pointed out. It's just, I'm convinced it is a joke, and they've done it when they say this is the enhanced and this is the old one. They're doing it to take the piss rather than actually being genuine about it. But it's a good game, and we'll have to see what it's priced at, because... I wouldn't mind going back and playing it again. Although you can probably get the original one on good old games or something like that for a fiver, I expect. And if given it doesn't look much better, you might be just yeah. better off going and doing that. I, I think it, it looked good for the time in as far as Max Payne looked exactly. good for the time. Yeah. And now when when I was looking at it, I, I, said, I made the tights comment, but having thought about it, they look like the characters from uh, Grim Fandango. <laughs> They've got those yeah. perfectly cylindrical heads with the face asset painted onto it. So it's just stretched and distorted in all the wrong places, which I'm assuming back in, like, was it 1996, you said? Something like that. It's going back a long way, yeah. <laughs> Would have probably looked horrifying. Does not work anymore. There's one bloke on the trailer that looks like a Santara and his head's like a potato yeah. just stuck out the top of his T-shirt. So yeah, that one's that'll be interesting. If you've never played the original, I, I don't know what you'd think of the new one. <laughs> it could go one or two ways. You could really enjoy it, or you could be like, "What the hell is this garbage?" But yeah, that 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 wraps up pretty much what we've got confirmed on the list. I'm looking at, although 14th of December, ready, get it in your diary. House Flipper Two for PC, <laughs> so you can. You can be one of those horrible people that buys property for dirt cheap and then exploits people either for rent or for a, a higher a higher amount when you sell it on. I'd, why would anyone want to buy a game to do that? It is a I I call them dad games because <laughs> they are they are the kind of games that your dad would now play in terms of they they when they used to have a job and then they weren't retired. And they used to, they want to go back to the good old days when all the limbs worked without aching like f <laughs> on a per second basis. So they do, they just sit, they do stuff like farming simulator, they do the bus simulator, um, I don't know, air traffic controller simulator. And just so that they feel like they've got that sort of purpose back and remember the good old days when they were younger and they could do stuff like, yeah hose down the house and flip houses for like a 1400% profit sort of thing <laughs> back when houses were two grand and yeah the, the, those are the sorts of games that I appreciate why they exist because they, they cater to a certain market and they cater to a certain demographic. Farm Simulator is is the one I was going to mention as soon as you said like that I was like yeah I don't get who plays Farm Simulator <laughs> just farmers don't want to be farmers why would people who aren't farmers want to be yeah, and it's it's the whole oh you can you can grow crops and maintain your farm in real time. Fing brilliant. I can barely be bothered to mow the lawn <laughs> in real time. 
I've got a basil plant on the windowsill that's gradually dying because I can't be bothered to water it. I don't want to sit there and grow corn. <laughs> anyway, I mean, what out of all those you've looked at, what are you most excited for? Uh, if I'm honest, I am looking forward to the Metal Gear Solid collection, and this is unironic because when we were talking about it the other week, I was in the back of my mind thinking, I really haven't played enough of these games. Um, and it's it. I know it's become a bit apparent as we've gone through this list. We've we've obviously the ones we have genuinely played and have passion about. We get good good amounts of time over it. The most one of the most recent episodes with Final Fantasy, where we've literally had to cram six titles into one just because we've not played enough of them or we've played one or two and the rest we struggle with but this was uh, Metal Gear was one of those series that I was like no do you know what I genuinely do want to go back and play that and the fact that they've then gone oh do you well here's a HD remake <laughs> from all three I'm sort of like oh thank you very much I'll, I'll give that a go for Twitter I think it's 25 quid as well so you can't go wrong as it transpires yes you can that might have to be one where we get together for it as well, because I've not played them yeah. for years, so that would be a fun one. For me, I think, again, unironically, it's probably Wonder now, because I've seen enough about it that it's piqued my interest. I hated it when it first got announced. I was like, this looks terrible, but the more I've seen about it, the more intrigued I am that the new stuff they've put into it and how they've made it different to previous 2D Mario games well, 3D, 2D, hybrid Mario games. I still don't think that a talking flower is going to be the thing that wins me over, like those other people were saying, but no, some of the other bits look good. And yeah, I'm not, I'd, still, I don't like the elephant bit, but I think that's just, they've done that for marketing purposes, pretty much. But yeah, it looks like a fun game, and especially if we manage to get together and play it as a two-player game, I think that could be a real laugh. Definitely. If we can get the capture card working. Maybe we'll record it and stick it on YouTube. So yeah, I think that covers this off. We'll give a shout out to the patrons who may or may not be listening to this early because we haven't decided whether it's going to go straight onto the main channel. I think it's probably going to have to because half of these games will be out by the time anyone hears it if we hold it back for Patreon. So massive thank you to our patrons. In the couple of coins tier, we've got Lee and we've got Harry Flynn. In the Bucket Kicker tier, we've got the Sweaty Llama and Ric Flair. And in the advertised tier, we've got Atropos. Again, thank you very much for helping us to keep do what we do. And yeah, even though this one might not be exclusive for you guys, big shout out to you because it, it really does help. If anyone else wants to join the Patreon and get other content exclusively early, you can go to patreon.com slash bucketlessgamers, sign up there. For as little as £5 a month, we'll get you all the exclusive content early. So go and, go and uh, enjoy that if that's your thing. I think that covers this off. Uh, so we'll end this one. This has gone an hour when we expected it to be about 20 minutes. So again, practically a full episode. Enjoy. <laughs> and we're coming up to spooky season. Well, we're in it now, aren't we? So we've picked our game for our Halloween episode. I don't think it'll be the next one. It'll probably be the one after, won't it? So yeah, we'll be, we might even do a Halloween special because it is my favourite time of year, barring Christmas. So we, we may well do a scary game special at some point as well, so keep your ears open for that one. But until next time, I will say that's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from me.